and welcome to the Career Success Podcast. On today's episode, we will be speaking with Eric DeCoser. Eric has 20 years experience in sales and marketing within large blue chip organizations such as Kraft Foods, Ferrero, and Diageo. He has had many successes throughout his career and especially in global business development for Carrefour Group, where he achieved an average net sales growth at plus 7% for three years, which was above the market and customer trend. And also in his current role as Country Director Switzerland and President Diageo France, where he successfully managed the Euro-Swiss currency crisis. We're so happy to have him here today as a guest. Welcome, Eric. Good morning, Lauren. It's so nice to have you here today, and there's a, a lot of questions that I, I'm looking forward to, to asking you and, and getting your opinion on. Yeah, thank you very much. So my, my first question is, you know, looking back now on your 20 years of experience, what are some of the key thoughts behind the career decisions you made to be where you are today? Well, you know, Lorena, I think my, my first big decision, first big decision I made in my career was to accept starting as a sales rep and then take time to climb in the organization step by step. I can remember some of my peers in business school aiming to uh, get leadership roles as a starting point. You know, everyone at that time wanted to, to work in marketing or finance. And at, at the end, most of them finally landed in, in similar roles. The only difference is that it took just a couple of additional months to start their job. So I must admit I'm proud of being humble, which doesn't restrain from, from being ambitious. How would you recommend more junior talents to, to really get those roles? You know, how should they go about getting those, those roles and changing positions? Yeah. The first thing is to really be positive and always try to understand the company leadership standards and check how, what you can do with it. Let, let me take an example. When you are an employee aiming for uh, growing in the organization, think about your N plus two and wonder what are his needs and priorities in order to, to be of help. The big FMCG companies today are looking for people who are authentic but with skills, which means that uh, they are able to stand for what they believe but express it positively. And they also like people who can create possibilities. By creating possibilities, they are turn in the future, turn big ideas in, into reality. So be positive and always try to think about how you can help and then you will get the role you are targeting. But the last thing I would like to remind is that the most important thing is to, if you want to make a great career, is to uh, always deliver great performance. So my uh, main advice would be stay focused on priorities, guys. Yeah, performance is always at the top of the list in terms of growing in your career and really being able to, to deliver in those roles. Exactly. So also, I, I know that you have uh, a lot of leadership experience. How has your leadership experience helped you as well to, to get to where you are today? If I had to um, describe and summarize my leadership style, I would, I would say it in one quote. I would say value fact over bullshit, walk the talk, and be loyal. Uh, this is really my motto, and I, I, I try to always stick to it. But more concretely, as a leader and as a manager, my objective is to create the condition for people to succeed. 
I always try to provide context to my team, to share a vision, to inspire them, to explain the strategy, to show how we'll get there. And then I really pay attention to all about systems, tools, training, coaching, to ensure they, they, they can really deliver it. When this is achieved, I feel I can stretch my team positively. I'm then in a situation where I can ask for the best and for more. I can't remember who said this, but I like very much this quote. Someone said, he didn't know it was impossible, so he did it. I personally try to define my mission and what I want to stand for in relation with my passion, with my values, with what I am and what I like. And I came to the conclusion that my mission on earth is to um, fulfill a rich life on all fronts. So what does it mean? It means that from a personal point of view, I want to make a difference for people and business, uh, making the right decisions in all cases. And from a personal perspective, I really aim to inspire, to feed, to protect my, my family and my friends. Uh, what I want is to have them happy in life. So I strongly believe that it can help to put on paper what kind of leader you want to be if you want to be this kind of leader. All right, great. So, yeah, let's shift a bit um, to discuss about the industry for a moment. I mean, I know that you've had experience within various different organizations, you know, Kraft Foods, Ferrero, and, and Diageo. Um, what do you see as the recent changes and trends in the consumer goods industry? There are a lot. There are a lot. So if I had to, to pick some, I would say that Obviously, the acceleration of the information flow, um, namely on social media, as, on, uh, as well as the, the consumer maturity increase for companies in terms of reputation and image. That that's the first one I would I would mention, and this comes with the the raising importance of uh, the CSR, uh, the corporate social responsibility. Today, you you can hear everywhere priorities for companies like uh, be a good citizen, don't hurt the planet, watch your carbon footprint, make business responsibly, and that's something uh, taking more and more importance. In terms of concrete business reality, the new uh, last trend I've seen, and that's not a positive one, is uh, the kind of permanent price war in consumer good industry. Retailers are fighting to be price competitive and drive the value down. And I have to say that this is supported by governments who uh, appreciate the, the, the impact on, on the inflation, maintaining the inflation mm -hmm. low in current uh, economic context. However, this is done through a strong pressure on suppliers. Th that are the trends I, I, I would like to mention. And over those, those couple of trends, uh, what does that mean for the industry, these trends? Increasing risk makes that, first of all, the legal and compliance departments are taking more and more space, and that's definitely a must. However, it sometimes slows down decision process and, and limits risk-taking for the companies, which is not that positive. Mm -hmm. But regarding the increased share of voice for the CSR project, I, I really see it as a positive trend. It, it forces big companies to behave and to create new port opportunities. Um, I know that you've had a, a lot of experience in, in managing teams. I mean, how have you seen talent management change and evolve since you were first a manager? Well, when I started to be a manager, talent management was originally conceived 
as programs to help managing people from the pre-hire to the retire, when today it's more a way to retain talents. What's surprising to see is that there is more and more unemployment, but uh, on the other hand, it's, it's harder and harder to find and retain talents. In my opinion, it has to do with the new generation called Y regeneration, relation toward work and, and companies but also to companies being structured differently. Today, the big companies are building and relying on processes and systems to be less dependent to people. And, mm-hmm. and this is what they call a matricial organization. But I think that uh, this new approach to young people toward the work and the company way of being structured triggers sometimes a lack of trust from both sides. So um, I know that you've probably interviewed a number of people throughout your career and for for your team. When you're interviewing someone, what are some of the the key areas you're looking to find out more? I know there are a a lot of HR techniques to perform recruitment, but my personal very first criteria is value attitude over aptitude. I always prefer someone who will have to learn but she's really keen for it because I think that you, you cannot really work on your attitude when you can really develop your skills and knowledge. So overall, I prefer energy provider rather than uh, energy vampire. But I mainly try to, uh, when I interview people, I really try to uh, understand what is the real motivation and the reason why behind because I prefer someone who is what I would Call hungry, and who have to prove, and who is keen, who is keen to learn rather than a, a supposed star full of skills. I really prefer to uh, grow people in trust. But if your question was around the concrete format and the way I'm, I'm performing recruitment, I would say that what I I do is that I really try my best to put candidate at ease. I've often met uh, very stressed people who are losing their capacity capacities in interviews, and I, I really want to make sure I see people at their top in best condition, and not only having the best performer in interviews, who are not obviously the, the, the best performer in their job afterwards. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today, and thank you so much for joining us. I, I believe our listeners will find all of this information very helpful for their career success. Thank you very much, Lauren, uh, for your question. It's always good to think about the reason why we are doing things. So that, that was great. Thank you very much. 